0: It's Wednesday, May 6th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, journey, uh, joining me in studio today. All the way from Berlin, full Germany, it's Matt Kopenheffer. Guten Tag, Chris. <laughs> that, that That's going to be the extent of the German spoken on this episode, I hope. Because I, 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 one of my kids takes German and has taken it for a bunch of years, and I've retained really? almost nothing.
1: That's great. Yeah, so. That is, I, I feel really good about I took eight years of German through high school and college. Nobody else, everybody else is... Doing the quote unquote normal thing of taking French or Spanish, I took German. It's treated me pretty well.
0: It's a, I was going to say, that's probably serving you well now that you're in of course, Berlin.
1: I studied it a decade ago. I've forgotten. A <laughs> it lot didn't of it, come but back but immediately? It did not come back It's not really like riding a bike.
0: We're going to talk about investing in Germany, but let's talk a little bit about your weekend because you, uh, like others here at the Fool, went to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting. One of the things that was making some headlines, and I know was of great interest to you, was Warren Buffett's comments about investing in Germany, about buying He said, basically, yeah, we're, we're going to buy a German company in the next five years.
1: He said, Buffett is a guy you won't hear make predictions I was just going to say,
0: he doesn't really do that kind of thing. His
1: quote was, I will make a prediction. He, he literally said, I will make a prediction. In the next five years, we will buy another German company. So for background, they just closed the acquisition of a German company called uh, Detlev Louis Motorrad. Um,
0: Boy, that just rolls off the tongue.
1: It does. It does like a lot of uh, German company names when you say them in full. So uh, Louis is a provider, a seller of uh, motorcycle gear. Not the motorcycles themselves, but the gear that you wear. It's a smaller acquisition that normally wouldn't be the kind of thing that – would get Buffett excited or that would get Berkshire investors excited. But what he said was, he said, he feels like with this acquisition, they've cracked the code in Germany. Um, And he sounds like he and Charlie are both really excited about doing business and and buying businesses in Germany.
0: What do you think that means, crack the code?
1: I think it means that, well, I'm learning this. As as new in Berlin, as- uh, I
0: know Buffett's not going to spell out his playbook for the entire world to see, but I'm just curious what- what you think that means?
1: I. It's important that when you go when you go into a new country, you go into a new culture. You really figure out uh, how does this country operate. Um, what's what's important to the business people here? How do things work? Um, and and you don't want to underplay that. And we'll get we'll get to Markel, but Markel was talking about that too. Markel has uh, insurance underwriting operations in Germany, and they talked about the same thing. You want to understand that country. And so I think what this suggests for Buffett is that. They feel like they have a better understanding of how to how to do business the right way in Germany, and that's important if they want to make a big splash there.
0: You mentioned Markel; they had is it their annual meeting or do they just have a a breakfast?
1: Actually, their annual meeting is this week in Richmond, and at the at the brunch that they held, uh, Tom Gaynor uh, was was encouraging. Uh, and Gaynor's uh, the chief investment officer. He's the chief investment officer. I think he's the president as well, if I'm not mistaken. But he's definitely the chief investment officer. He was encouraging attendees at the at the uh, brunch who are also shareholders to come down to the annual meeting this week. Um, so I'll repeat that. I'll repeat that invite by way of Tom Gaynor, that if you're in the Richmond area, or you can buy a plane ticket. Markel's uh, annual meeting is this week in Richmond.
0: What did you take away from the meeting in Omaha?
1: The Berkshire meeting.
0: No, no, no. The the Markel one.
1: The Markel meeting. What can I say about Markel? I, I think that it's a tremendous company, and I think that the way that those guys think about the business is basically in all of the right ways. And just one little example of that: somebody asked a question about compensation, and it was uh, it was Steve Markel, I think, uh, answered answered this. Um, it could have could have been time Gainer. I'm blanking on it, but anyway. They were saying that in terms of finding the right people for Markel, they don't want people who want to maximize their current net income. So thinking about how can I make my paycheck really large. They want people who, through the partnership that they create as an employee with Markel, will get wealthy over the long term. And when you have people working throughout your business who are thinking in that manner, that's going to create a business full of people who are thinking about creating a business that's going to be great for the long term. A separate question, a simpler answer. A separate question was, uh, Tom, what's your goal for Markel over the long term? He said it's to create one of the greatest companies in the world.
0: This is an insurance company that, uh, and we've talked about this before. They are known, among other things, beyond just being a very well-run company, and and uh, uh, you know you can search far and wide. For criticism of Tom Gainer and Good Luck, because I, I, I've I've yet to see any s- serious criticism Great of guy. of uh, of him as a person and sort of the way that he operates his business. Um, but Markel is also known as sort of the specialty. They do the specialty, in some ways, quirky insurance.
1: Yep the the types of risks that they insure can be sort of out there in terms of what you think of. Most of us we're familiar with auto insurance and. In, in, home insurance that sort of thing but they'll insure summer camps they bought a company over the last couple years that does high-end specialty car insurance so like the kind of cars that Jay Leno would buy they insure those type of cars Um, I think they insure thoroughbred horses is one of them as well so and and it's it's really brilliant when you think about it if you can do this well because insuring cars insurance regular passenger autos is a very commodity business but if you can be the leader in the market for summer camp insurance, that's great. You can you can probably do that much more profitably than anybody else, and you can control market share uh, better than your competitors. You know
0: how at tabloids like the New York Post that have s- sensational headlines. Oh no, where are you going? With this? Well, just stick with me. That you you have to believe that that is a total feather in the cap of anyone in that newsroom who comes up with the great headline that gets used on the front page. Do you think there's a similar competitive spirit within Markel to come up with just sort of the the, the new market, the new quirky market <laughs> that they're going to write insurance for? It's like, rodeo clowns. We're going to be the leader <laughs> insuring rodeo clowns. I've run the numbers.
1: That Actually, that market, I, I'm almost positive somebody must be insuring rodeo clowns. I wonder if Markel has thought about that.
0: I think, you know, if, if you end up at the shareholder meeting, maybe that's a question.
1: I think that would be a great... <laughs> Um, incentive reward so you get the you get the incentive trip to Hawaii for the the best salesman of the year kind of thing coming up with the quirkiest new insurance I think that would be a good one.
0: Before we move on to Germany, I, I want to give you the chance uh, since I cut you off a little bit there in in terms of the Berkshire Hathaway meeting was there was there something that you took away from it that was sort of beyond the headlines? I mean the headlines we, we already hit on one which was Buffett making his prediction about Germany. The fact that he's buying more IBM, that got uh, a decent amount of play. Uh, anything beyond the regular headlines that struck you?
1: Oh, I, th- I think the headlines probably mostly cover everything. One of the the big things that I've noticed, having been at the meeting a number of years now, is that the meeting itself continues to take on a life beyond investing and beyond the business of Berkshire. The Buffett's nickname is the Oracle. And I think a lot of the people coming to the meeting now think of him and Charlie more as oracles than as business people. And the questions and the tenor of the meeting are increasingly turning towards, let's tap these guys' general wisdom, as opposed to just, let's learn about investing. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, that people are looking at them this way. There was a one question from a 13-year-old that, depending on how you, you look at it, was either a little bit sad or very sweet. I took it as very sweet. He asked them, how do I get people to like me? And Buffett gave a very thoughtful answer about mirroring behaviors in people that you like and you're attracted to, and uh, and not mirroring behaviors that uh, people you don't like and are not attracted to.
0: How did you, did you run the 5K race again? I did. How'd you do?
1: Not as good as last year. I was um, top 15, so I was number 15, I should say, uh, about a minute slower than last year. But... I've got. I'm, I'm building my list of excuses for why I was a minute slower. <laughs> too so much. I keep, uh, I keep adding things. Too much schnitzel. What's going on? One of them was the flight from Berlin. Another one was being up at 4 a.m. for the Berkshire meeting the day before. Those still, are legit. I'm still working on the list. <laughs> Plus the fact that these these young kids that they get out there to run that race, they're fast.
0: <laughs> they're so fast. Because Berkshire owns Brooks Running.
1: That's yeah. That's why they do the race.
0: And you have to. I, I'm assuming. I'm. I don't know, but if I'm in charge of Brooks running, and my business is on display, oh, very, I'm absolutely getting someone wearing my gear. I'm getting the
1: fastest kid I can find to run that race wearing my gear. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you can tell the trick. I think the trick to telling a sponsored runner is looking at the socks. The shoes. The shoes can help give it away, but you'll never. I've never seen a sponsored runner wearing ratty running socks. My running socks look terrible. They're beat up. I don't replace them, but. When you're a sponsored runner, you're getting all these socks. What I will tell you about the race, though, my highlight of the race, being the investing nerd I am, Ajit Jain shot off the, the starting gun, and I ran over and got his picture after the race was over. And the, the radio host that was with him, the look on her face, it, it must have been the, the, ang- the anxiousness and the, the, the anxiety and the, the sheer joy on my face to be getting my picture with Ajit. She was just. Who is this guy, and what is he doing right now? What did you
0: interrupt her interview? No, just... no, no, no. Oh. They were
1: just. They were just walking along, but oh. I, I. came running up pretty fast.
0: You've been in Germany for what eight months now? Maybe a little bit. Six oh. months. Let's oh. not get ahead okay. of
1: ourselves. Um,
0: what are a couple of takeaways you have so far as an investor in terms of the landscape in Germany and the opportunities for investors in Germany?
1: Oh, I think. I think the opportunities are great. One of the things is that throughout Europe, I think Buffett actually commented that he thinks that Europe in general is cheap from an investing perspective, and I, I think that's true by and large. In Germany, you're not getting extraordinary deals. The the, the stocks are, uh, by and large, priced pretty. We can call fairly maybe. Um, my my favorite area to be looking at is financials. I still think some financials are cheap. But more importantly, I think the businesses that are available for investors to buy in Germany, there is just such a great selection there. these are These are very well-run companies by and large. These are very well- run companies. You see a lot of great engineering, a lot of uh, technology. And what you're also beginning to see is more innovation. and And maybe this is maybe I'm impacted by this a little more because I'm in Berlin, where there is a very happening tech scene. But companies like Rocket Internet, like Zalando, uh, like Zoo Plus, that are um, putting Germany on the map, not only now in terms of the engineering, but in terms of some of the, the newer um, newer internet companies and that sort of thing.
0: In terms of the financials, how do banks in Germany compare, from an operational standpoint, from, say, big banks on Wall Street and or the banks in Canada that our colleague Jim Gillies is always a big fan of, and sort of the way that they are run.
1: The it depends on what banks you're you're looking at, and it's it's different from in the U.S. Pretty much everywhere is different from the U.S. From the perspective that the U.S. has a very deep banking market. You do you have the giant banks at the very top in the U.S., and you hear a lot about too big to fail. But you've got a wide wide selection of mid-sized and smaller banks in the U.S. In most other countries, Germany fair to say among them there just aren't as many banks so you have a lot more concentrated in the bigger banks at the top um there's a lot of anxiety about finance in germany and in europe more broadly right now um i'd say for deutsche bank which is one of the major banks in germany that is sort of a that's a different situation because deutsche bank is more akin to like a jp morgan where you have a lot of the investment banking Um, Kind of stuff mixed into it. And so that's a company very much in flux Uh, Commerce Bank, which is the other really uh, giant bank in Germany um, They're just a, a, a boring operational bank. The question is what happens to them in this European Economic what happens to the European economy as a whole what happens with Greece can Europe as a whole get the growth engine going again? Um, so I think that's more the question of not just the banks in Germany, but the banks in Europe more broadly.
0: Is the market in Germany overheated right now? The, and I'm talking about the stock market. Is it? I, I, I don't even know. Is it at a, a new high every week, as seemingly the market here in the U.S. is?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. It, Buffett actually said this over the weekend, and I, to some extent, you're going to have to look back in retrospect and. If interest rates end up rising, then we're going to look back and say that stock prices today look like they were maybe a little bit too expensive, or if not overheated. If interest rates stay where they are, we're going to look back and say stocks are really cheap today. It, it's, it's really difficult to say, because when you're getting these horrible, horrible returns from low-risk investments, from corporate bonds, that sort of thing, if your other opportunity is equities. Even at these prices, it's attractive relative to, uh, relative to fixed income.
0: For more from Matt Kopenhauer, you can go to fool.de and check out what he's writing there on our Fool Germany site. Uh, one, one tip for anyone, I know you're relatively new to Berlin, but I'm assuming you and your lovely bride have treated the city as, as tourists from time to time, so give me one travel tip for someone going to Berlin, one thing that you've got to go out and do when you're there.
1: Oh, well we love we're foodies, we love to eat. So mine would have to be a, a an eating tip and it's bread. I know that sounds about as unexciting as it can be. No, I am I'm I'm a fan. German bread is incredible and there are bakeries all of there are bakeries all over the city the way you'd find Starbucks around here. You actually can find Starbucks in in Berlin all over the place. But bakeries get the bread, get all of the bread, try everything. <laughs> it's it's delicious. That is I came, I've been here in the U.S. for less than a week now, and I'm already like craving. Withdrawal? To get, yeah. It's delicious. So not
0: just bread. Get all the bread. All the bread. All of it. Matt Copenheffer. Go to fool.de and check out what he's writing about in Germany. Always good to see you, my friend. Great to be here. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. International Week wraps up tomorrow. We'll see you then.